Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Hey Eric, and today I'm recording podcast 13, and Utah just is having fifth winter. You know, we got warm last week a little bit. You know, we had a few days in the 80s, I think, and now today the high is like 55 or 50. It's ridiculous, but that's Utah. Just hoping, you know, I wish it would just stay in the mid-70s for a few weeks before we hit summer, but we got these big fluctuations, and it is what it is. Just just happy to have sun and not snow. Um, but I saw a good article today, well, an interesting article. So I subscribed to this uh, this email newsletter called Morning Brew. Uh, that they send it out every morning, like at five or six in the morning. And it's always got fun articles to read, kind of like just a, a roundup of, of lots of interesting news. Um, and this is what they wrote. Sales of existing homes. So this is about, you know, the signs of the housing market. Sales of existing homes fell 2.4% in April, the lowest level in almost two years. So what happened two years ago? The pandemic started over two years ago. So, you know, what what are they saying here? You know, I don't want you to get fear about this, but they're saying sales have returned to normal to what they were before the pandemic because the pandemic created this acceleration and this crisis in the housing market of people buying home, moving. So they're back to the normal. It's the third straight month that they've declined. So these last three months, housing sales have declined, but they're back to the normal, what they were before the pandemic. Showing how record prices and skyrocketing mortgage rates have made potential home buyers you know, slow down. So all those things that we've talked about in the past have been slowing down the market and getting it back to pre-pandemic levels, which in my opinion is good. Do I see a, a recession, or excuse me, a housing crash? No, no, I don't. Um, but here's a quote from Lawrence Young, who's the chief economist at the National Associ- Association of Realtors. It looks like more declines are imminent in the upcoming months and will likely return to the pre-pandemic home sales activity after the remarkable surge over the past two years. So, like I said before, we're returning back to normal sales activity in real estate. We're not going to have this hyper market like we've had the last year or two where it's just bid, 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 but probably just more of a traditional, you know, normal supply and demand equation rather than elevated demand and, and lowered supply like I've been talking about the last year. Um, but they, they continue saying the surge isn't over yet. The median price of an existing home jumped to an all-time high of 391000 in April an increase of 14.8% from a year earlier. So that's nationwide. That's what National Association of Realtors is calculating. And an average home on the market stayed there for just 17 days before going under contract. So our days on market here in Utah, they were floating, you know, around six, I think. Um, They're probably at 10 right now. It just depends on the house, but that's still really low. And 17, you know, that's what it was nationwide. Utah was one of the super hot markets throughout the pandemic. Um, So things are are normalizing a little bit more. So here's how they conclude it. If housing market downturn gives you nightmares about the 2008 financial crisis, experts say this cooling off period will will be more ceiling fan than polar plunge. While the 2000s level was fueled by cheap credit, lax regulation and rotten subprime mortgages, the boom over the last two years can be best explained by a sudden uptick in demand outpacing available supply. So just like I've been saying for, for months and a year, you know, the, this supply-demand equation has just been totally messed up throughout the pandemic. So 
this cooling off, they mentioned a ceiling fan, this cooling off is gonna be good for the housing market to get more of to a balanced, sustainable market. That's, that's what I foresee and that's what I've been saying for a while. So I think that's how it's gonna pan out. And these interest rates have helped do that, obviously. Um, on other side, you know, the, the interest rates, the, the inflation, the things that the Fed has been doing to, to cool the market, while it's helping, I think it's helping the housing market, it's not helping other markets. The stock market's in crazy fear. Um, we had consumer spending numbers come out. So Target and Walmart, two of the big retailers, they released their, their reports this last week, and they both showed slowed sales. Like consumer sales were down in Target and Walmart. Target stock like plunged, I think it was like 20% based on those numbers. So, you know, because consumers I think are maybe afraid of inflation, they're worried about interest rates, they're slowing their spending down. You know, they are cooling, the Fed is cooling off the economy. And, you know, Target, they're obviously worried. Investors are worried that Target's not gonna be able to meet their earnings needs. So their stock is hurt. The whole stock market right now is just bleeding. You know, you've, you've probably seen it, like you've heard about it. Just don't look at your, your retirement fund right now. Remember, just don't look at it. It's all just funny money until you actually cash it out, right? <laughs> but yeah, so this, this just tells me the Fed's plan is working to slow sales, so pushing down inflation. I think next month, we, we've already come down, it was 0.2% uh, last month. So I think when the Fed numbers come out next month, I think it's going to be down even more. So I, you know, we'll probably get in that six percent range of inflation or five percent, hopefully. Um, but just just an idea that you know things are working. You know, there's obviously more talk of recession now because of these numbers. Um, I saw an article today that talked about Europe will be in a recession by the the end of this year. Uh, there's an article I read talking about how England has this crazy high inflation, similar to the United States. I think theirs was just a little bit higher. Um, so they're all going to be doing similar things. These, these central banks are going to be doing similar things to slow down the, the overheated economies. And, you know, I think a soft landing is probably probably going to happen. But the stock market, who knows? Um, it is what it is. And they, they overreact and they go crazy. And, you know, maybe it's prolonged, but I don't, I don't think it will be. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about real quick. I toured a house, it was actually yesterday with a client. We looked at this house in the Rose Park area and it's tenant occupied. So I always tell clients that are selling homes, if you have a tenant in there or if you live there, usually don't be there during showings. It's just, it's awkward to a buyer, they don't like it, you know. Usually when you're selling a home, you wanna depersonalize it. I've mentioned that a lot. Um, but this tenant, he even took it to the next level because he wanted to be there, maybe he worked from home, uh, this gentleman there but as we got in as we got there he hit the record button on the uh, the camera on the uh, front of the house one of those ring cameras and then we go inside the house and he's nice enough he's like yeah tour blah blah I'm telling him where we're going and stuff just to get his permission and as we're leaving he prints out a, a paper for me from an electrical company uh, that came in and did an assessment or like did some repairs on the home and he's just like yeah so all this is really bad. This electrical company, he gave me this information about it and he hands it to me. He's like, you know, since you're the realtor, you need to disclose this to, to your client. I said, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the information. We'll talk about it. So we go outside after the showing and obviously we get a little bit further away from that camera that he's recording us with. And I, and I tell my client, I said, hey, 
that's just an example of a tenant trying to sabotage a sale. They probably don't want to move, so they don't want the person to sell the home. Um, and obviously, the electrical issues are a concern. Like a lot of these homes in Salt Lake City, if they haven't been updated, they probably still have knob and tube. My house had knob and tube in the attic and through most of the house. They might have cloth Romex, which is, you know, outdated. And this house definitely has all that stuff. I'm sure of it. Um, so, and that's going to come up in an ins inspection. And that's what that electrical company was talking about. And all those are concerns for a buyer. And it's something that you got to plan for and budget because, you know, a lot of people aren't going to not buy a home just because it has outdated electrical or outdated plumbing. They're just going to plan on, okay, I I'm going to live with that until I can fix it or I'll fix it as soon as I get there type stuff. But the moral of the story is that tenant I think is trying to sabotage the sale of his, of the, the landlord's home. You know, it, the house is not in great condition. It's in a great spot, but he is just, he's, I think he's just trying to kill, kill the deal. He doesn't want to move. I don't know. I just thought it was entertaining. So if you are going to sell a house that you have a tenant in, I'd uh, make sure that lease ends, let him move out, clean up the property, prepare the property. Kind of like we talked about last time, you know, some of these, crappy houses that are sitting on the market, it's because the sellers haven't prepared it enough to list it. They, they're not making it desirable. You know, you want your home to be desirable when you sell it. So people write offers. And especially with this market adjusting, you know, if it's buyers are going to start having more opportunities, they're going to get more picky, you know, sellers aren't going to be able to just, you know, throw mud against the wall and, you know, know that someone's going to buy it. So just something to think about for buyers and sellers as, as we transition in this market. And if you're selling something with a, with a tenant, make a plan, make a real good plan. Um, uh, on other things though, I'm, I'm going on uh, my first camping trip this weekend. I'm super excited about that. Um, if you know me, you know, I like camping and, and we're going to go down to green river with a whole bunch of people and just camp for two nights, do some Dutch oven cooking, hang out with the kids. Um, but you know, as school is winding down, summer activities are getting going. You wouldn't know from the weather, but in no time it's gonna be 90 degrees and it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but that's kinda of all I wanted to go over today in this short podcast. I finally got, uh, I ordered a, another camera so I could do the guest thing and I finally got that yesterday. It got delayed, they couldn't find the right address. Um, but hopefully next week we're gonna have our first guest on this podcast and I'm so excited you're along for the ride and. You know, it's it's always fun getting great feedback from people. I was on the, the morning bike ride up immigration uh, last week and, you know, someone was talking to me about it there and, you know, he, he gave me some positive feedback too. So I guess it's more than my mom and my sister watching this, which is good news. But thanks for watching. If you have any questions or listening also, if you have any questions, give me, drop me a line, hit me up. You can email and go to herrick.com. Um, if you need help with housing, let me know. We can, we can get that taken care of too. But until next time, see ya.